Hi, it's Gray Hauser. I just wanted to give a special shout out to our listeners in Dublin. Each week, we're going to be shouting out a different city from around the world that listens to our podcast. So if you're from Dublin and you listen and you want to send a voice message, we'll be sure to play it in our next episode. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's Monorail News Weekly. This week we have Taylor Thomas back. She's going to tell us a little bit about her trip. And we're also going to discuss the recent ticket price increase. So Taylor, how was your trip? Give me the full lowdown, all of it. Um, it was really great. We were there for a week, which of course flew by. So I wish I was there longer, but we had um, like a full day in each park. We did the Keys to the Kingdom tour in Magic Kingdom, which was great. Ate some good food. Um, I had Tonga Toast for the first time, which was one of the highlights for me. Is it really <laughs> as good as people say it is? It was really good. I I mean, I don't know if it's this way every time you get it or if it was just mine. It was really crunchy on the outside. And, and so... Like- like nice and soft on the inside or? Yeah, soft on the inside, but it was like, it was really hard to eat. Like I had to, I had to use a fork and a knife to kind of cut through. Really? And this was served where? Well, I got it downstairs at Captain Cook's in the quick okay. service, but you can also get it at Kona Cafe. Right, right there too. You can get yeah. the uh, Tonga toast. Yeah. Oh, so Polynesian. Right. So take me through your day in each park. So the first day we started in Magic Kingdom because I got a be our guest breakfast reservation, which is um, which I love to do. I've done it before. Um, some people don't think it's worth the money, but no, I, I was thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> I like it, but but I love breakfast and I love See, pastries. I don't. I don't. I hate breakfast. Yeah, I think if I you despise it. So then you definitely it wasn't for you. But if you like a good breakfast, um, I had this time. I had the like vegetable quiche. And it was really good. And then, you know, you get, like, the shared plate of pastries. Right. For everybody, which I always enjoy. Um, And then we hopped on over to Animal Kingdom, where we spent the rest of the day, which was really great. We had nice weather the whole time. We kind of lucked out. Ah, Um, so no rain. But we saw my favorite shows, Nemo, Lion King. We did all the rides. Um, We were lucky and had fast passes so I didn't have to wait a long time for anything but there were and because we were there technically like the week before they officially like say it's spring break right right so let's clarify you went for Mardi Gras break which is mm-hmm. something y'all get in New Orleans yeah uh, New Orleans for those uninitiated not around the Louisiana Cajun area um it's a big deal and yes people in New Orleans do get the week off yeah, um, and in schools and, you know, school adjacent jobs. Yeah. And a lot of people take the week to go to Disney um, from New Orleans because right. it's not as busy of a time. And I, I didn't think it was that busy, but it was like the wait times were still a little bit longer than I was expecting them to be. Right. Like I was never like walking around the park thinking, oh, it's really crowded and it's hard to walk around. But sometimes... How, how- the wait how, times. How mm-hmm. did the crowds compare to this July? Or um, last July, rather. Yeah, they were smaller. 
but they still weren't I wasn't like no there's nobody in the park <laughs> like you know it was still people right. everywhere but right. nothing too overwhelming and I mean sometimes like when we were in Hollywood Studios um Swirling Saucers was just like a 30 minute wait I think Star Tours was only like a 20 minute wait so you know right. some of the not like headliner attractions did have really right. manageable your, your wait CD. times the A ticket rides um, had more manageable 20 to 30 minute yeah. wait time. So let me ask you a question. Did you get a flight of passage or Navi River Journey Fast Pass? So we had a Navi River Journey Fast Pass. Okay. I was not able to book a flight of passage one. I, I tried you know, right at the 60 days and then I tried the whole time going back and checking. Um I was just lucky because we had one person in the party that did the um, disability access service. Right. So we got a return time for it. Now, the return time was like a solid like two and a half hours because the wait time was that long. I did my eyebrows up and kind of not really surprised, but like mock surprise. Yeah. Um, but this is an audio podcast, so you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but But please don't go and abuse... The disability access, what's it called now? It's, I think it's disability access service. Yes, please don't go in the beef for disability access service. Don't go get one because you just don't want to wait in line, but don't actually have a disability. Right. That, that's awful. But you first know your trip obviously actually had um, a disability that warranted the card. Mm-hmm. So what fast passes did you get for Animal Kingdom? We had... Navi River Journey, and then right. we had Everest and Dinosaur. Those are pretty good. You know, those would have been the ticket fast passes before Pandora opened. <laughs> yep. Right? Now, that, those would have been the hard to get ones. It's so easy to get Everest and Dinosaur now because, well, everybody just wants Flight of Passage. <laughs> Which, as someone who really likes Everest, right, in the area around Everest, the, the whole Asia little village that I have set up. Mm-hmm. That's really great because like that used to be like just a horde of people walking right. to Everest, and, and now it's become you can actually stop and smell the roses and enjoy the area a little bit, yes, um, more than you could previously. Oh yeah, that whole I mean, most of Animal Kingdom because it's it's expansive and it's spread out. To me. The Animal Kingdom and Epcot always feel less busy because it's more expansive. Right. So there's just more open space for people to to go in and out of. We also did, which I I think I've done before a long time ago, but I haven't done it recently. We did the Maharaja Jungle Trek and oh. the Gorilla Falls. Okay, which one is Maharaja? Is that the one that's when you're coming out of... Um... Cali River Rapids. So yes. Which one's that with the bats? Yes, that's that the one. The bats are so cute. Let okay. me tell you, I went to that little bat cave thing um, when it was raining, and all the bats were upside down. They had little <laughs> wings curled up, and then they get rain in their wings, and they mm-hmm. kind of like, like open them up a little bit and shake. So cute. For my house. Well, I'm um, jealous you can, you can because. Hang on, they can hang on my little studio lights. That, yeah. You know, that, like the. I don't lighting. know uh, where they were, but we we didn't see any of the bats. The room was completely empty. There was like what? a there was a cast member in there that had some like information on bats, talking to a kid. Um, sure, but there wasn't any bats in there. But we did see a couple of the tigers. 
which is what uh, I really, really wanted. Be, be aware <laughs> that there is a, a swarm of wild vampire bats roaming the park, <laughs> picking people off. I don't know they where they got are. got out of their cage. It's a big problem. Thankfully, so the tigers didn't escape, and you were able to so the tigers. Oh yeah, um, it was so they were so cute, and it was so fun just to watch them. And that whole that whole area is just so well done. I think because I hadn't been back there in forever. I was just walking around going like, oh, my God, like, look at this theming. You know, they could have just made it like a little nature walk, but they have it's all incredibly of the, well done. The, the walls, like the ruins, like it looks like the ruins of, of, I don't know what it's supposed to have been, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. And you know, a lot of work went into that area that not a lot of people go to. Yeah, and, and it is a great area, like, if you're feeling like it's crowded and you kind of want to get away from everybody – there's lots of shade, and they have, like, some benches and stuff kind of out where you can see more of just, like, um, the savannah. You can just sit down and relax right. for a little bit. I was really glad we went back there and did it. And it, it or if you just want to pass through quickly, you can also do that because it wouldn't take you maybe about six or seven minutes if you just kind of walked through and, you know, skimmed the area. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, did you do anything else in um, Animal Kingdom? Um, we did the safari, which I hadn't done in a okay. while. Yeah, I haven't done the safari in, like, oh, three or four years. And we did it, like, right before sunset. Like, so, so, you didn't get the sunset safari? We didn't do the sunset safari. Which is something I'm still not seeing. I wanted, I kind of wanted to, but because Rivers of Light was at, I think it was at 7.15. The park closed sure. at 8, and Rivers of Light was at 7.15, which we wanted to watch. Um, I could, We couldn't really do it all the way at sunset and dark. But we did it, like, kind of at dusk, and it was really nice, and we saw the lions, which is all I wanted. I just wanted to go later in the evening to get a better chance at seeing the lions, and we saw three of them out. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Speaking of Rivers of Light, I just want to mention that my opinion on Rivers of Light really turned around the second time I saw it, Mm -hmm. and I really, really enjoyed it. Maybe that was because my expectations had been, like, properly set as to what it was. You know, I I think that if I were taking someone who hadn't been to Disney in in a long time or had never been, I would almost want to take them to Animal Kingdom first. Yeah. And show them Rivers of Light. Mm -hmm. So you're amazed by it. go, wow, that's really cool. And then you go, like, Happily Ever After or Fantasmic right. with Star Wars fireworks or Illumination just mm-hmm. so you go before the end of the summer. Um, and you're just blown away. Right. Right. I, this you know. time, though, okay, so I've always been a fan of Rivers of Light. But it really, it upset me when they did it and I heard about it when they took out the live performers. And right. when I saw it without the live performers... I was further upset. <laughs> it made me more upset to see it because I felt that it really took away from the show. Now, granted, if you never saw it with the live actors, you wouldn't know the difference. But I'd seen it with them before, and the whole time, every time a boat came by, I was like, well, this is sad. Well, Ugh. I'll tell you, I, I remember when uh, that news first came out, that they were whispering that's probably just a temporary cut. Um, and that they'll bring in the live actors maybe once, you know, Star Wars Land opens and there's more money to shuffle yeah. around the different parks. I sure do hope so because I think that, I think it anchored the whole show. Like, sure. 
it's beautiful. I love the music. And you have the animals and the projections and those animal floats that look kind of like mosaic tiles. They're, they're beautiful. But just something about having those people on the boats, it just really, like, was like a little cherry on top you know tied the ribbon around it just kind of completed it a little extra magic yeah and so that was the only thing i was sitting there trying to enjoy and i was eating my popcorn (laughs) um but i it's every time those boats came out i was like oh this is sad so disney please bring them back it's only four people that's it. Well, probably highly paid people, too. Oh, sure. You know, they're surely getting paid so much money. Highly paid compared to other cast members, I'm sure. Yes. Um, I, I hope they do. But that was, yeah. Then we, we thought about maybe doing another ride after that, you know, but it was right there at the end. We stopped and watched the Tree of Life Awakenings, which is another amazing thing. Like, if you are in the park... You really should watch that at the end of your night. You know, they do like different. Each time it yes. happens, it's different. Um, but, you yeah, know, I've just. Seen it, I, I've seen it or passed by it probably at least like 10 times now. And every single time it's the same one. Really? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Not getting any of the other ones. But like, I was waiting in line to get an after hours wristband. And the same one played like multiple <laughs> times. And you could hear the music for it. Yeah. And I got really hooked on the Tree of Life Awakening, whatever that one was, that music. And it's I think it might have been the Disney characters one, which I guess there is a little bit more incentive for Disney to play that one. Oh, I don't think you I've know? ever seen that one. The one I watched this like, time had like a little fox. Okay, yeah, there's that one. There's there's, there's the deer one. Mm-hmm. And there's the Disney characters where it's like Nemo and various other uh, Disney characters that are like animated but are mm. animals. And it's like them as real animals, though. It's pretty cool. Oh. Um, okay, well, next time I go, if they haven't brought the live actors back to Rivers of Light, I'm not going to watch that. And I'm just going to watch all of the Tree of Life Awakenings. <laughs> there are like four of them. You might have to sit there for a while. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so what happened? But we also, I forgot to mention that they had started the Lion King 25th anniversary celebration. And they do like a dance party kind of right there in the, right. in the front of the park. Right. And we saw that like three different times. I swear, every time we passed through Discovery Island, it was happening. And it was happening. It was music. So people like it. There was people dancing. There was always Good. a couple of characters out. And we saw Kevin two times around Kevin that area. Up. Yeah, he was so cool looking. They did a really good job with him with making out that costume puppet or whatever. So that was kind right. of the uh, the extra thing going on around there. So let's talk about the next day. Where'd you go next? Um, so the next day we started in Magic Kingdom because we did the Keys to the Kingdom tour, um, which is a five-hour extravaganza. We did the earliest time, which was 8 a.m., they tell you to check in at 745. Um, right. So we got there, but then they wouldn't even let us into the park until like 750. But, it, you know, right. it was fine. We went over, checked in at Town Square Theater. And do you still get Main Street to yourself, or has that changed with the new entrance show and everything? That's changed. Everybody was going in. Um, it was a Aww. crowd of people because they let in people with breakfast reservations. Well, and that morning was an early morning 
um, in Fantasyland okay. right. ticketed thing. So, you know, there was a bunch of people going back there sure. to do that. But, like, they, they, they let the general population in yet, or did they have to still wait until, like, 9? No, I think they could come in because the park opened at 9. So, you know, they right. opened Main Street for everybody that hour early. Right. So, you get your wristbands, you get, you get your little microphone earpiece thing. We got special they, name tags. Yes, we got the, yes, yes. We did, we got the name tags as well. Mm-hmm. Um you get this feel about the cell phones. Yep. Which is essentially turn them off, don't use them, I'll confiscate your phone, delete the photos, yep. and, prob- and probably get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody kind of goes, oh, but it's okay yeah. because you're going to get to see the Utilidors. <laughs> we, had a nice, on the tour. we had a nice tour guide. Um, it was pretty much the same stuff we had done before. We went... Um, backstage like kind of um right there in between adventureland and frontierland across the railroad tracks and saw the where they keep the parade floats that's so cool back there i really really because you know they were doing pirates construction um when we were did it the first time uh-huh, you and i uh-huh. uh and they had like the back of like the pirates ride you could see in it was really cool yeah well that's all done now but one thing that he did show us that Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we saw the last time. He walked us a little bit past that, and we saw the reservoir where all the water for Splash Mountain is. Maybe they pointed it out, but I don't think we went over there and saw that. Yeah, uh, no. I'm looking up flights right now. Uh, I got to get through that reservoir. <laughs> it was, it was mind blowing. I even went because he was telling us about it as we were walking over there. I was never picturing how. A big of an area as what it was. It was huge. It was a huge amount of water. But you can see it in satellite images. It's massive. Yeah, it's huge. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was saying, you know, that, like, if they drain the whole ride, how high up the water comes into the reservoir. Right. Um, but, yeah, that was super cool. And what did we do? We we rode Haunted Mansion, which was the same we thing we had done. We did not to do that. No, we did not we didn't? Get to do that. Remember, Haunted Mansion was down. We had to stand outside the little extended queue barn and just listen to them talk oh, about it. So well, what was that like? What was the ride through Haunted Mansion like? It was the same. It was the same. Well, I mean, we just rode the ride. He talked to us about it before, and then we went in kind of the back way. Sure. Kind of like me and you did, and then we had we had the stretch room to ourselves, and then we just rode the ride. Right. We also rode the Jungle Cruise, which which we did. We we did get yeah. To ride. They talk through the microphone to you. Yeah, about they take it. over. You don't yeah. get to have your funny skipper, but that was cool. Um, now we did eat lunch at Pecos Bills, which I was we hoping ate at we would have had. Harbor House. Yeah, which um, I like better, but it was fine. It was good. You know, you, you get to pick your meal in the sure. morning when you check in. Um, then, and I I couldn't remember. I was trying to remember. Where we entered the Utilidor from, but we this time... We behind Main Street. If you remember, we walked right where First Aid is in the restrooms. Okay, and we walked so... through that little wall and walked all the way down to the far end of Main Street, which is not that far when there are no facades there. Yeah. We didn't do... we This time, we went backstage through the gift shop at the side of PhilharMagic. What?! So we went into that gift shop, and we went into a door, and we went down the steps, and there we were. 
that's it. I gotta, gotta go back into the gym now <laughs> because, like, other areas, I know it's probably practically the same thing, but mm-hmm. I want to see like the fancy thing coated walls at the utility door, yeah, and, and the reservoir. And he showed us like the doors and the elevators where they go up to the castle stage and we didn't how see they any of that. How they send the characters up into Cinderella's royal table. We didn't get to see any of that. Yeah, so we were kind of back in that area. And then we walked back and ended up in that same place where they have all the pictures of Walt on the wall. You got more Utilidor time. I think so. I'm really jealous now. (laughs) I'm really jealous. And look, if you're not a Disney fan and you were to somehow wander into the Utilidors, you would have no idea why people are so happy. To be allowed to go into a maintenance <laughs> tunnel, right? Yeah, it's not very glamorous. It's not. It's not dirty or unnice, it's, but it's, you're just it's you know clean. It's spotless. It's big. Yeah, and it functions well. It's just very but, industrial, right? So it's not magical. No. Like people probably wonder. People people imagine city under Magic Kingdom, and I don't think they're imagining what's actually down there. Right. It is, it is it is super cool though and even though it was like my second time going down there it was still really interesting and I you know I was just looking at every little detail and all the signs they have up sure. and seeing the cast members come through doing their thing um, and then we came out we met the mayor of Main Street down there if you remember oh, I do remember that we didn't talk to any cast members down there this time. We just moseyed on down, and then he talked all about the stuff with those pictures, kind of like they did last time. Yes. And, and they stop you behind right where the firehouse was and, like, ask you uh, and tell you, like, some personal story like we got the uh, the first time? No, he kind of, he started the tour telling us, like, his story of how he started working for Disney. Um, But at the end, it was just like, and that's the end, <laughs> which was fine with me because I was like, this is my Epcot day and I need to get to Epcot. Right. <laughs> I need to get on the monorail. <laughs> so you went to Epcot. Well, first I got a coffee at Main Street Bakery, which, okay. you know, Fair. I Fair. I usually am like, I'm not waiting in that line. That's ridiculous. I'm not waiting that long for Starbucks. But we had been there really early and I was needing a little pep in my step and I wanted to get a cupcake. I got that castle cupcake Ooh. that they have right now and it was really good. No, I see my thing is will my mobile order from Starbucks work in the parks? I've never tried it. Nope. And not it doesn't. No. Sadly. It, doesn't. it only works at the Starbucks locations in Disney Springs. It's really disappointing. Yeah, which is also the only Starbucks locations you can like if you have a reward, a Starbucks reward in you your app. You can't use it at that, that's right, because yeah. Starbucks on that Disney parks, in the parks, are Disney stores that sell Starbucks drinks yeah. and merchandise. Now, what I did this time, um, which I was excited about, if you have a Disney Rewards Visa card, sure. you get 20% off your Joffrey's purchase, okay, which yeah. is a big amount. Um, which is similar to the annual pass uh, discount, which yeah. I think is also 20%. I like Joffrey's. So I I was mostly getting Joffrey's coffee this whole time. The only thing is the one in Magic Kingdom is, you know, all the way back there in Tomorrowland. Um, right. By those bathrooms. Um, so if you're at the front of the park about to leave, I wasn't going to walk back there. Right. But there's like 
I went to the one, I went to one of them in Epcot and I know there's at least two in Hollywood studios. We went to the one that's when you come off tower of Terra, kind of like tucked away back there. Um, right. but anyway, so we went to Epcot, we had spaceship earth, fast pass mission space, fast pass and frozen ever after fast pass because we had a, a child in the party Normally, I, right. I would have booked the Soarin' Fast Pass, but for, sure. for the child, we booked the Frozen one. Um, not that I don't like Frozen, but so we did Spaceship Earth. We did Mission Space. We were going to get a return time for Test Track, but guess what? It was raining. It was down. <laughs> I swear. I, I can't believe it. I can't <laughs> believe it. That ride, which is notorious for its amazing upkeep uh... and uptime. <laughs> Would ever go to them. It's only happened to me every time. Every time. I've been there. Every time, which is why I will never pick it as one of my fast passes, which I know. No, that makes it even better to pick it because you either yeah. get test pack or a special experience. Pass. You get the all attractions one. Anywho, we did those, um, which we got stuck on Spaceship Earth for like eight or nine, maybe 10 minutes. And what's on that part where you're going backwards, coming down, oh. where it's like the lights, and I, I, I took a nap. I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." <laughs> Close my yeah. eyes. <laughs> See, I'd want to be stuck in the in the Rome burning. Oh scene. yes, you can smell Rome burning. Yes, I thought for a second that we might get evacuated off, but we didn't. Oh. Um, and then we had dinner at Akershu, which was the first time I had ever been there. That's in Morocco, right? Um, it's in Norway. Norway. It's Sorry. the um, it's the character dining princess. It's the only oh, other place yes. okay. that has all those princesses besides Cinderella's royal table. Which again, right. we had the child, and it was like her birthday party. Okay, even yeah. though her birthday was like two days away, that's the day we got the sure. reservation. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and it was it was really good. I enjoyed it because of the way they set up the meal. You have a buffet appetizer bar. So you have like salad bar and then they have like meats and cheeses and breads and fruits. So I I should be thinking like Texas Day Brazil kind of appetizer set up. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they had this really interesting um, caramelized goat cheese that was like, the sweetest tasting cheese I've ever had. Um, and our waitress, huh. who of course was from Norway, yeah, she was really great and she was talking to us about it and she said it's like a something they have on all, at all their holidays. It was like a big Norway thing. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was interesting. And then you order your entree. Um, I had some, some kind of like braised pork. Was it good? It was good. Um, it came with rice, which I'm not crazy about rice, but I just went with it. Sure. Um, but the pork was good. And then they do um, a plate of shared desserts for the table, which okay. we had also ordered a birthday cake. Right. Um, we ordered it through Aaron McKenna's Bakery because we had someone in our party that has a peanut allergy. Okay. Aaron McKenna's Bakery, which is in Disney Springs, specializes in allergy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly... Okay cakes and cookies and everything um so we had ordered that you can order custom cakes ahead of time and then they'll bring it to the resort and they bring it to the restaurant it's just there for you 
when oh, you get cool. there. Yeah, That's it's really neat. And there's like several places that you can do that from, like Amaretz right. um, and a couple of others. And pretty much like any table service restaurant on Disney property, they'll bring it for you. And I think the service that D- Disney offers their own service too, right? Yes. So Which they is cool have as well. these, they call them celebration cakes that are available at all the table service restaurants. Right. And you don't even, you don't have to order those in advance. You can just um, tell your hostess or server when you get to the restaurant, we want to get a celebration cake. I believe it's only either chocolate or vanilla. Okay. Um, but we had ordered the special one because of the allergy, which was right. really nice that they even had that option there. Of course. So we had the cake and then <laughs> the desserts came right. out. <laughs> um, there was a really weird to me rice uh, rice cream, I think it was called, that again is some kind of traditional Norwegian thing that I just couldn't even bring myself to try. But okay. other people at the table really liked it. Okay. Okay, if you're feeling adventurous. Then so, there was like a more traditional, like, um, it was like an apple cinnamon crumb cake. Right. That had some whipped cream on top. That's what sure. I had some of that was really good. And then there was like a chocolate mousse cake. So, so you, good variety. Good variety. So did you see illuminations? Reflections of Earth? Oh, well, of course I did. Because it's probably the last time I'll see it. Very um, sad. Yes, very sad. Uh, we went about the day. We did end up going back to Test Track. It was open later in the evening. And we good. did it. We did Frozen Ever After, after dinner. Which, you know, so the child was ecstatic. Because she met Ariel, Sleeping Beauty, Bell, Bell, like greets you when you come into Akershu. For oh, okay. for whatever reason, she is the hostess of the dinner. So you okay. like how when Looked you go to, be to or Elsa, but whatever. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, and Snow White was there. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Ariel, and Cinderella were walking right. around. So you, we met four of them during dinner. Went to Frozen afterwards. Uh, even later in the night, we did Soarin', Living with the Land. We Because it was extra magic hours that night. Okay. So, we did everything. Um, and, of course, we watched Illuminations. Of course. So, before we talk about your next day, let's take a quick ad break. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor's easy-to-use drag-and-drop interface. You just drop in the conversations you have with your co-host, your monologues, or whatever else you want to record, and combine that with sound effects and music, and hit publish. It's really just that easy. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, 
go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's talk about the day after Epcot. Yes, the day that we really spent in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yes, okay. So this was the day we did um, Tonga Toast at Polynesian first, which there aren't that many breakfast options actually in Magic Kingdom. So I like the idea of if you are a person that likes to sit down and have breakfast, there's some really good options at those monorail resorts. Yeah. Between that's... you have 1900 Park Fair has the character breakfast. You have Kona Cafe, Ohana, or Quick Service at Polynesian. You got Chef Mickey's over at Contemporary. Bunch of options. And then we hopped into the park. Finally. We had fast passes. Originally, we had a fast pass for Splash Mountain, but it was a little bit colder that day than I would have liked to get wet. It's one of my favorite ride. rides in the park. I'll do it even if it's raining or it's like 40 degrees out. It I feel is, like my visit to the resort is incomplete without Splash Mountain. I think it is my favorite ride in Magic Kingdom. Um, but we were going to be back in Magic Kingdom just for a hot second on Friday. Okay. So we knew we could do it then. So we had fast passes for Haunted Mansion. Always. Um, Space Mountain. And what was, well, I can't remember what I changed the Splash Mountain one to. Pirates? Um, yes. <laughs> exactly. And we did a bunch of stuff that day. Um, so we had a big breakfast, so we didn't really eat lunch. We got snacks at the Golden Oak Outpost, which is where we had those delicious milkshakes last yep. time. Yes, so we did. Really random little building in between Adventureland and Frontierland, kind of like right across from Pecos Bills. If you know where the treasure hunt game is, where like the main hub for that is, it's right next door. Yeah. And they have some really unique offerings. Um, I got a buffalo, it's like buffalo fried cauliflower that comes with a ranch dipping sauce. Right. It was really good. Okay. It was spicy. It wasn't like so spicy that you couldn't eat it, but it was, it was a really healthy portion. Like it was a bunch. It was a lot. It was more than I was expecting. And so like, as I got like halfway in, I was like, Ooh, this is spicy. So if you don't like spicy or if it's like, you don't tolerate spice very well, I probably wouldn't go for that, but it was, it was really good. Um, didn't get any milkshakes, but we had snacks and watched Festival of Fantasy, which of course I love and was the first right. time I'd seen Maleficent back in. And that, it's just such an impressive float. Like, yeah, I mean, I watched it uh, this December and it didn't, of course, have Maleficent in it. It had the, the, the gazebo. The pitiful but... gazebo. Well, it's, it's the gazebo they use in, like, every parade. <laughs> right. So it's, like, the seasonal parade. So it's, like, you know, it doesn't have really any theming on it because it's mm -hmm. supposed to be rethemed for each season. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, in terms of food at Magic Kingdom, I, I don't think the food is as strong at Magic Kingdom as it is at Epcot 
or Animal no. Kingdom. It's not, but I, I do, I really like Columbia Harbor House. Um, but I was sad because, so the park closed at nine o'clock that night. Right. Happily Ever After was at eight. Right. Harbor House closed at eight. Right. And I wish they would make that more clear that some shops and restaurants within the parks have different hours yeah. than the park itself. Because we we had had the big breakfast and then we had the snacks later on, we were going to wait and have dinner after Happily Ever After. Right. But I was like... Makes sense. I couldn't get... I couldn't do Harbor House because it closed at 8. So right. we ended up doing... Which is another thing, another little snack that I love. We went to Casey's Corner, um, which was popping because it was one of the only places left open. Um, but fortunately, we did mobile ordering, which you should always do. It's at a lot of locations now, and I probably saved myself 30 minutes of not right. waiting in the atrocious line that was at Casey's Corner. I got my beloved corn dog nuggets, which I love. I love Disney French fries, and I always get the cheese sauce $1 extra. I would pay $15 extra for it. I like it that much. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I know, but That's I a like bold it so statement. Now, now, let it's... me just say that I, I like having the option to be able to sit down and have something to eat. Maybe that's because I've been so often and, you know, I'm not, like, rushing to try and do absolutely everything every right. time I'm down. Right. So I feel like the Magic Kingdom, Be Our Guest was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. I think they changed the menu to the prefix yeah. at night, and I, I'm sure it's great, but I don't know, so I'm not going to vouch for it. Right. But I will tell you, if you want to sit that experience and you want to get it done quickly, I do not like the appetizers or the desserts at um, Skipper's Canteen. Mm-hmm. So I can be in and out of there in like, you know, 30 minutes. Right. And have had a, a, um, a sit-down, a table service quality entree um you know in a reasonable time yeah right i really want to try that spot i've never i've only heard good things about it the only thing you ever hear people say is well if you're not an adventurous eater the menu's kind of you know and that's the thing right the menu is inspired by like you know remote jungles and asian cuisine and maybe some african cuisine right? right and it's not a great place to be a picky eater. No, but I'm sure there's something you can, and like my friend Brooke that went in this past summer with her family, they went there and she said her mom is like the extreme picky eater. Like she likes like two things. Sure. And, and, and she told them, you know, I think she was like, can I get some chicken nuggets? And they got her chicken nuggets. Right. You know, so Disney's so great with working with you food wise, especially at those table service restaurants where you have that server that's gonna be dedicated to making your right. experience great. No, no, and the servers are great at Skipper's Canteen. Okay, I almost want to subject myself to two courses I wouldn't like just to hear all the jokes mm-hmm. and to get the full Skipper Canteen experience. Right. Um you know and I, I always request to be seated in the sea room if that's at all possible. I, I think it's just so cool. I think next time I go, I'm going to make it um, top of my list to get in there for a meal. It's it's really great, and typically most people don't like it. Or I shouldn't say that. 
most theme park goers probably aren't adventurous eaters. So I've never had a problem getting a reservation yeah. there like the last minute. And I wonder if even kind of the lack, it's not a lack because there are the table service restaurants in there. But it doesn't seem like it's not as focused on it as other parks. But maybe because everybody is always feeling like rushed in Magic Kingdom because there's so many attractions to do. It's so, a huge park with a know, lot densely packed in there. Yeah. Every time you're in there, you're like, got to go do this. Got to go do that. This ride. That ride. I mean, we did a lot of the. We did most everything that I wanted to do. But that's still left out like a third of the attractions. Right. But, you know. I mean, because there is, there's Skipper Canteen, Be Our Guest, Plaza, Little Tonys, um, not the, what's the other one? Not the Plaza, but the Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, yes. Those are all table service restaurants, but none of them have, oh, and Cinderella's Royal Table. And I don't even consider, when I think about table service restaurants, Cinderella's Royal Table. Okay, I feel like that's such an experience. It's an attraction. It it is an attraction (laughs) unto itself. Yeah, and it never gets great food reviews. Nobody ever raves about that food. But you, but you, the food is good. It is not great. Right. Doesn't ju- the the food the ex- doesn't justify the price? The experience, the experience does. right? I think the experience can elevate the food. Right. Yeah. You can look back in a year and go, that meal was better than I thought it was. Right. Ago, because you're remembering the memories you had with your kids or your family there. And being inside Cinderella's oh, castle, right? Which is which is a must do at, at least once in your life, sure. or if you're only going to Disney once, like you, it should be on your list for sure, right? But then, none of those restaurants have like the food prestige as like Tiffins or Brown Derby, right? Or oh, there's so many of them in Epcot, but I, I wonder if Disney does like think about it though like well nobody is like coming into magic kingdom to have a great meal they're coming in to do one of the like a million attractions and the parade and the shows there's so much going on right so i was thinking they would buff up they've already elevated the quality of of counter service yes right Mm -hmm. but they could take it a step further right maybe one or two locations and offer like some you know signature or table service quality dishes in kind of a grab-and-go setup. Yeah, and something a little more adventurous like the bowls at Satouli Canteen right. or something like that. And that, I mean, like Adventureland, and for, that's like a great place to do that. Maybe some kind of quick service off of Absolute, Skipper yeah, Canteen. I mean that... Or, you know, there's always Tortuga's window. Tavern, which is never open, hardly ever. You, 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 that shares the no kitchen pay- with I, I know people love that toppings bar at Pecos is- Bills, but I've never had anything there that like blew my mind. Yeah, oh, that's what I had. That's what I got for my lunch when we ate there on the Keys to the Kingdom tour. But yeah. not mind blowing. So you know, it's it's a good well, experience now. Um, what do you do the next one other day? thing in Magic Kingdom, day? we saw the new Move It, Shake It, Mouska Dance It parade, which I loved. Was it good? And I was surprised because I hated the it. one before. Um, what was it called? Just Move It, Shake It. 
something, a shaky, like, whatever it was before, or, uh, something like that. I never it's enjoyed. I thought the outfits were really ugly, and so I never gave it the time to stop and watch it. <laughs> it also really frustrated yeah. me that it like closed down. But like, let me tell you, that song for Move It, Shake It, Mouse Can Dance It is the catchiest thing I have heard in a long time. And I would I I watched it on Wednesday and I watched it again when we were there on Friday. I love the outfits, the, the what they have the parade performers doing, the dancers. It's really cute. The characters are like living their best lives on the floats. You have some unique characters out there, like Goofy's got Max out there with him. And then when they stop in the hub to do the actual like dance party aspect of it, I just thought the songs that they chose were really fun. You know, they do some, like, dance moves that everybody knows, like the twist and the monkey with the kids and everything. And I just, I, I really liked sure. it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, like, I would stop and watch it every time now that I'm there because it was so fun. It was that good. So, so the next day, which was our day? last full day, we went to Hollywood Studios, um, but we didn't go to the park till about noonish. So we... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about right. We Studios we took Star the Wars opens yeah, was... on August twenty ninth. <laughs> we took the morning to kind of explore the resort because we hadn't. We stayed at Art of Animation where I never stayed before. Oh well. It. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it's really cool. So it's the only resort on property that's Disney themed, like Disney IPs. Right, directly. Disney which I didn't related. even really realize until about halfway through our stay. So we were staying in the Little Mermaid sure. area because that's the only area that has regular rooms, not just the suites. Um, it's also the area, it has like the doors, your door faces the outside, like a motel, whereas all the other areas that have the okay, suites yeah. have inside hallways. And I feel like something about not having an inside hallway kind of creeps me out. Yeah. Like, I feel like Bates Motel is going to come and kill me. It was fine. You know, I, I won't um, make it really nice. I had requested a room close to transportation, which is kind of laughable because the entire Little Mermaid section is the furthest away from the lobby and transportation. <laughs> but considering um, our building was kind of the closest it was fine it it wasn't that far it took us like five minutes to walk from our room to the lobby or to the bus pickup um so little mermaid has a small pool then we walked through lion king a lot because that's what we had to walk through to get to the lobby right behind the lobby is the nemo area which is the largest pool on property and then on the other side of that was the Cars area, which to me is the coolest part. And I don't even, I'm not like a huge Cars fan. Like, it's yeah. Like a recreation of Radiator Springs. I'm a much like, bigger Little neat. Mermaid fan. But the way, I, what they did with the Cars, it was so cool. And they have another pool over there. Because you went to, went? So you went to Hollywood Studios. And I also want to talk oh, about yes. the ticket price increase. So... That's just important Speed that we through. that as well. Well, it's not that much at Hollywood Studios. Um, I ate at Woody's Lunchbox, Perfect. which is, like, my new favorite. Turkey sandwich Delicious. was great. And, of course, well, okay, for me, I have to have the raspberry one. Um, but you have to have a Pop-Tart, whichever one. one you want to get. They're so good. They're homemade. When we say Pop-Tart, we're talking, Gourmet. Like, homemade, like, baked 
in an oven warm in the restaurant. Oh my god, hard. awesome! It's it's it, it, it makes you never want to Absolutely eat a regular pop tart um, again. And I don't even like. <laughs> I regular like regular pop tarts, all right, but this pop tart is. You have to get it. You have to go get one. And then It'll change your life. We did all the attractions. I got the Jack Jack's Cookie Num Num, which was also amazing. That's new. Served that? warm, huge. Um, I had a little bit of it then, and then I saved the rest of it for later. And I got some ice cream back at the resort and put it on top. Okay, just let me just give myself uh-huh. a little credit here. That was a great idea. <laughs> Which you could have also sure, done that was a great idea. You could have gone anywhere and gotten you some ice cream and put it on top. But I think that's something that they may be oh, yeah. offering, both at Pixar Pier in California and um, at the new, what, what yes. are they calling it, Metropolis area? Um, at the Metropolis area at Disney yeah. Hollywood Studios, is offering a Jack Jack cookie num num uh, with a la mode so with uh, ice cream. That would be And exploring that, that new area was kind of the highlight for me because I had seen Toy Story Land. Um, and, sure. of course, I got to meet my idol, Edna Mode. And she has, I right. mean, they, up close and personal, no, they did a great job thing. with how they set her up. I mean, it's, you know, it's supposed to be like a showcase of her design. So they have the suits up. It was so right. well done, and I wasn't complaining, but because it's kind of tucked back there, there was no wait. There wasn't hardly anybody in line for right. it, so I was thrilled. And then... So would you know, would, would you know going back into that area that there had previously been something else? Or would you, would you if you didn't know, assume you, it was month? You know, it was how, how well really well done. Up. I don't think you would know it had ever been something else unless you had seen it. I mean, you know, the facades of that stuff back there is pretty general anyway. So it's brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based off of the Pixar uh, complex in California, which interesting fun fact about those bricks. Steve Jobs was so particular that he made them rearrange <laughs> and tear down walls like five or ten times until they eventually came up with an algorithm to get the proper amount of randomness Talk about in particular. the layout of the bricks. But they had yeah, he was signs particular. up Metropolis, you know. They even have this one area that's like the Metropolis Visitors Center, Welcome Center window. I mean, there's nobody in there, but it's Jack-Jack's footprints, or, or, or not Jack-Jack, um, the fast one. Dash. <laughs> Dash's Dash. footprints are around, and then Jack-Jack's like shadow explosion it, it was really it, to me really well done and I hope they keep it for a while good good I'm sure they will I mean you know, they're going to need something to try and draw people yes. away from Galaxy's yes. Edge when that first opens so I think this will be very helpful and of and course I, and Muppets Courtyard the, and Star Tours the kind of and, and everything else in the park. explosion over the park so then they also have Mike and Sully from Monsters Inc in Walt Disney Presents, and then you have the new Cars Lightning McQueen's Speed Academy that's about to open. Um, so there's like Pixar right, all over, which I like in Hollywood Studios. I think it was a good fit. Um, in addition, kind of sprinkled sure. around. Right. So, okay, what would you do the next um, day? So Not a full then day. The next day was departure day. We went, popped into the Magic Kingdom early. Which, did you know, is it a well-known fact 
that in early magic hours, so the park opened at 9, extra magic hour was from 8 to 9. We got in the park about 8.15. Only Fantasyland and Tomorrowland are open for that first hour. I was... No, I didn't I know that. I was not happy. But that makes sense. Okay? <laughs> because I was like, all right, everybody's going to go to, like, do Mine Train or Space Mountain. I had already done them. I was like, let's go over and do, like, Big Thunder or something over there. Nobody will be over right. there. And we got over there, and there was a cast member, and I was like, is it not open yet? And she was well, like... Like yeah, kind of like the... right where you go, where you would go across the bridge into Adventureland. Okay, so it's like, it's like they weren't letting you like walk no. all the way to the No, ride. you couldn't, you couldn't get out of the hub right there. Or over by like going okay. into um, Liberty Square. She was like... So you couldn't walk in You could walk through the castle I... to Fantasyland, or you could walk over to Tomorrowland. But, like, right by the Tangled restrooms, you couldn't walk nope. to the Mansion nope. through there? You could walk or... on the side of the castle nope. to get back to Fantasyland, but then you could not turn left to get to Haunted Mansion. So she was like, we're right. going to, it'll probably open about 8.50. And I was like, even for early magic hour? And, you know, kind of, like, hold up, held up my <laughs> magic band? <laughs> And she was like, oh, no, only Fantasyland and Tomorrowland yeah. are open for that. And, I like, my jaw dropped. I was like, how do I not know this? Because I pretty right. much, I we know, know everything. I, I thought. And I guess maybe just enough people don't use that hour or, you know, they only using it for mind train. But I was shocked. Right. Okay, so then we were rope droppers. Okay. We followed a line of about five cast members who built a wall with their bodies behind right. them. We followed behind them, <laughs> okay? And then we got into, we were kind of like right there in between Adventureland and Frontierland. And then they were like, all right, we're going to turn to the left. And then our whole herd kind of turned to the left. And then they're like, all right, now we're going to turn to the right. Because we were going to, at this point, we had decided to go to Splash <laughs> Mountain. So we would have the most time to dry off, sure. which was a good plan because guess what? We got soaking wet. What? <laughs> you had fun though. You what seat did we get sat place. in? Front row. Soaking wet. <laughs> um, but it was. <laughs> I love. I love going on that ride. Right, like without someone who doesn't know where to sit. They're like, "Why are you so nervous about sitting in the front row?" And you're like. Because they're gonna get or you soaked, get wet, <laughs> or like the third row, or the third uh, row. They just don't know, and then the, the feeling of dread that you can just see come yeah. over someone's face when they sit down. They see how much. Oh my god! But seat. FYI, if you rope drop Splash Mountain, you won't have to wait. I mean, we walked right on, and it was fine, even though we were soaking wet. And we went and did a few other things, and we finished with. Oh, we rode a Main Street vehicle, which I had never done before, and I was so excited to do because I always wanted to. We rode the um, double-decker right. bus one. We sat on top. Ooh. It was so cool. If you're in the Magic Kingdom early in the day, do it. You just kind of wait by the railroad station or kind of by Town Square Theater, and they'll, when the cars stop, you just get in line and get on. Then we finished the day, which was perfect, by meeting Mickey and Minnie at Town Square Theater for their birthday celebration. We signed 
signed the book. Oh, that's so much fun. Got our, when you sign the book, they give you a little, like, birthday card looking thing. Oh, so it's a whole yeah. special little deal you get at, some right stickers. there going on right now. Um, it was super fun. And then we went to Wilderness Lodge, where I've always wanted to go to see that resort. And we ate at Whispering Canyon for lunch. Speaking yeah. of Whispering Canyon, so they have a new menu. How was it? I was thinking about doing the skillet, but then I decided not to. Um, I got um, a bison burger that was really delicious. We had a nacho appetizer that was really good. At the in the whole, that uh, so the decor of the restaurant could use a little updating, but it's supposed to be like lodgy anyways, so it's kind of kitschy. But the the restaurant was really fun. Our you know they have that kind of fun atmosphere. It's not just a straight lace restaurant, right. and so like we asked for ketchup, and they made us scream, "We want ketchup!" And then they brought us like seven bottles of ketchup. Right, it's fine. And then it's the funny. next table that screamed, "We want ketchup!" We had to take them our bottles of ketchup. <laughs> well, you know, I, I went. I was reading a book by the former vice president of operations at Walt Disney World. He was over during the. Um, 9-11 and the two hurricanes mm. that occurred um, in that same year. And he mm. was talking about Whispering Canyon. And he said in his book that that all came from cast members. Like the interaction was all uh-huh. like, bu- like, you know. Developed. But, you know, people who are actually, you know, like working the food, yeah. working at the restaurant. Like not like higher ups people. That was like the concept of That's super cool. And members. it was, it wasn't packed but i mean there was a good amount of people in there but it, it didn't feel like super crowded right. or like they were rushing you it's just really nice and that whole resort is beautiful oh my god like uh, okay now beautiful resorts yes beautiful parks oh, price yep. increases did you hear about this uh if you read it on modernroadnews.com it was an article by maybe a name you haven't heard before uh meredith axon she um, does a little bit of writing for us, and we'll try and have her on the podcast in the coming weeks and uh, let you kind of meet her. Um, she wrote a wonderful article um, about the price increases. How do I you mean, feel about I this, I think Taylor? we all anticipated it with Star Wars coming up, um, but oof, I think that mostly it's not a big deal. So, like, most of the time, you're talking about, like, right. a 2 or $3 increase. But I have heard, and I haven't looked at it myself, but I have heard that the price increases between Christmas and New Year's were astronomical, like twenty or thirty dollar increases for the single day ticket. Right. Whereas if you want a single day ticket for um, a holiday week, um, for adults, that was previously one thirty nine. It will now That's be one fifty nine. If you want to visit. During um, spring, I, I wasn't clear. I said one fifty nine, not two fifty nine. Um, it's not. It's not over a hundred dollar increase. It's like a you know twenty thirty buck increase. Um, if you're visiting uh, during spring or summer break or during Thanksgiving, you can expect to see um, a single park ticket increase between three and ten dollars. Um, but the lowest price ticket. For the slowest times of year, that did not increase. That will stay mm-hmm. at one hundred and nine dollars. Of course, park hopper tickets are going up. Um, a single day park hopper ticket could cost you as much as two nineteen. 
That is um, so high. A 10-day ticket will now cost anywhere from 47 to $61 per day. So that'll be anywhere between 470 and 610-day, um, or $610 for the entire four-day period. Yeah. Or for the 10-day period, I'm now, sorry. Now, I know that this is supposed to be a tactic that helps them control the crowds, which I get. Right. But here's the thing. If you are somebody with kids in school or, you know, the only time you can get off work or your kids out of school and fit in the vacation and that's like the only week you can go. Well, I think that's the week you're going kind of no matter what. So it's like, you know, like the majority of people with kids who don't want to take them out of school are coming in the summer. Bottom line. Sure. No matter. Right. And today there's not many people out there buying single day tickets yeah right which is and so right obviously you know you're (laughs) looking at that price across a four to six to up to ten day period and you're probably not noticing the price increases as much as when you just sit here and look at the single day ticket right and I think, you know, this, they've already raised the price mm-hmm. of the annual pass a couple months ago. So I, this just makes Oh, yeah, that was another thing I've value. seen a lot of people saying. Right. Like, and, you know, this makes that annual pass look real nice. Right. And, I mean, if you use the annual pass the way I use my annual pass, right, you go and you get that 20% discount on food and merchandise and bottles of water, and you could probably mm-hmm. come close to making up the difference. Especially um, event tickets. Yeah, right, where you big get like difference. percent discount. Right? So, I mean, that's, that's a major difference. Right? It makes it worth oh, yeah. at least one person in your party having the annual pass. Yeah, especially you if you're going with a family right? for like a whole week. And your photo pass. And your photo pass photos. You get oh, free downloads yeah. on those for a year. Versus and just like such, 30 days oh or whatever gosh. it is. Ever since we went and had photo pass... I'm so spoiled and like I didn't have it this past time and every time I'd see a photographer I would like want to go get my picture taken and then I was like oh but I don't have photo pass it's so nice to have it it makes it so easy it it, it makes it better I, I think I don't want to have a camera around right if I want to photo yeah. better than what I can take on my iPhone which is what I want on my yep. family vacation right that's what you want you want a high-quality photo taken of your family, but you don't want to use your iPhone, but you also don't yeah, want to Yeah, and then people are like, Canon oh, well, you camera. can just ask them to take the picture with your camera, which you can do and which they will do, and they will be very nice about it. But I just still feel, like, kind of bad about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I the want the higher-quality photo, period. Now, I mean, those photo, price down, photo pass download top prices. Oh, yeah. Mean, can get expensive. So if you download photos like share to Facebook of like your ride on Splash Mountain with an annual pass, right? There you go. You've yep. you've, you've yeah, made your money back. Is, it's not cheap. And it's, well, if you're going for the whole weekend, you do it for the whole time. It's a pretty good deal. But like if you just get it for one day, it's like almost $100. Oh, no. It can be like $300 oh. if you buy a day of if you don't know. Yeah. And you want to buy the memory maker? It, 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 that, when you consider that into your value of your annual pass, Worth it. 
I mean, the annual pass yeah. looks like an amazing value. It is. Value it is now. a good value if you use it. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're there and you're going to use it, it's great. Even if you're not a local, which I'm not, um, I think there's still oh, yeah. value I mean, well, you've in been having twice an annual in pass. Year so far, so you've definitely used it. You've used your money somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I've gotten my money's worth out of it. We should go back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, if you can review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, um, subscribe, of course. Get all your news from monorailnews.com. We don't run ads, and we have plans of running a website. We want... Um, a great reading experience for you free from clutter and distraction. Thank you so much and have a great big, beautiful.